Lord. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you for a chance to gather. Thank you for a chance to get to know each other a little bit. Thank you so much that you love us. Uh, whether we are a baby Christian, whether we've always known you and your love for us and we trust you, or whether we're uh, been a Christian, but right now we're just really mad at you because there's stuff going on in our life that we don't make sense of, or, or, or Father, we just got a lot of questions, or, or whether we're just killing it. We're just so happy that you love us, and we're and things are just going really well. No matter where we are in our walk with you, um, Father, your love is constant. Uh, it's big enough for our our worst places, um, and it's and it's safe enough for our best places to not worry about the shoe, the next shoe falling. Um, I thank you, Father, that you love us. And I thank you that as we lean into this truth this week, um, we'll hear things that we've heard over and over and over. And I'm hoping that the way it's packaged for all of us, we would uh, have an experience of your love that's refreshing, that's encouraging, uh, and it's motivating for us to go out into life um, with a sense of hope and a sense of confidence and a sense of joy um, that comes from you and not from us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so um, normally I wouldn't do this because when I do titles and blurbs for classes, a lot of times I just kind of get something there because the person who's asking for it is like, we need a title and a blurb if we can get it published. I'm like, okay, blah, you know, and it'll be sort of like, but this one, I, like I did it, I was like, I feel like that really articulates what we're trying to do here. So I'm going to allow it to kind of be like an intro to kind of get the wheels turning, uh, and I'm going to read it. Some of you have already, already read this. Some of you are like, I didn't read it. I just went because my friend went. But um, anyway, and now you're happy because there's candy. Um, anyway, uh, so the love of God is like what we're talking about this week. So we're calling it. But um, here's what I want us to talk. Ooh, wrong word, wrong slide, um, wrong button. Can't find my words. So we hear love associated with everything from romance, marriage, to cool shoes and sweet bacon. Seems like love can be applied however one wants to whatever one wants. Maybe you struggle to love the way you feel you should. There's, there's people in your life that you know you're supposed to be loving to them, but they're just, it's really hard, and, and you kind of feel that burden. You're not sure how to pull that off. Or maybe you've been deeply hurt by someone who said they loved you. Well, if you love me, then why? It could be your parents, could be a sibling, could be a special friend who's no longer special, uh, could be a teacher, could be a coach, you name it. Someone who, who, who has professed that or even acted that way, but then, then they turned around and acted the exact opposite way. Like, what's up with that? Maybe you wonder if you really know what being loved is like at all. And you hear about love and you see it in movies or whatever and you're just like, I've never experienced that. What is that all about? Love is not an idea. It's not something that you just think about. Nor is it a feeling. It's not just kind of a you know butterfly situation. Love is a God thing. Now, I don't know if you're, any of your pastors or leaders say, man, that was a God thing. Or this is such a God thing I want to share. I love that phrase, as corny as it may be, because like... It it's a, immediately says like this doesn't happen without God. This um, and so many things are that way. Love is truly a God thing because God is love. See, God's love is the biggest, most complete, perfect, and wonderful expression of of love. You know, there's all these expressions of love um, because God is love. It's not something that He does, or it's not like an attribute, or just a, something He can do, like someone who can switch hit in baseball, or or someone who can sketch. You know, it's not like something He's able to pull out of His bag of tools. Well, I can love. I'll just decide to love. No, He is love. God would have to cease to exist to not love. Okay? And that's a powerful thing. If you let that say, wow. So that must mean He always loves. He is always love. Um, and it always emanates from Him. Now, a lot of times it's, it's, not the, I mean, it's not the only thing He is. He also is a lot of other things. But I want you to think about the... When you think about the God of the universe, the God of the Bible, you could just might as well just call Him love. He is love. 
Okay, and we know a lot about that because we're made with God's stuff. Um, we're made in His image. Now, because our experience of love is often diluted, uh, that's kind of a if you don't know what that word means, if you if you like orange juice, um, you pour you get to, to get the carton out or whatever, and you're like I'm so excited to get this orange juice, it's awesome, and you pour it, there's only like a little bit left, and you're like your brother ate the, took the orange juice, you want to like smack him around and show him unlovely things, uh, or whatever it is, you know, you pour a little bit, but you know. You, if you wanted a full glass, you could pour water and fill it all the way up, right? It's still be orange juice, but it would be like thinned out. It's not it's not robust, real orange juice, right? It's diluted. Okay, that's what that word means. It's like thinned out. It's got some pieces of orange juice, but it's got some other stuff that makes it not pure. Misguided would be the idea of like, you know, you have a, a person who's on, on a hiking trail and there's three options to get back. And they're like, we got to go this way. I know that's how you get to the car. And, and you trust them and there's reasons to believe it could be the right way to go. And you take the wrong trail and an hour later you've, you're lost and you're nowhere near your car. That was kind of, you've been misguided. You, you had pieces of, of the puzzle. You thought you had some truth, but you, you actually chased after love. We sometimes chase after love in all the wrong places, so to speak. Uh, because of these things, it's often thinned out and not, not uh, uh, the way it's supposed to be or it's, or it's going after it different directions. Because of those things, we don't really appreciate God's love. Uh, for us, and therefore we miss out on a lot of the blessing He offers in it. So the Bible goes to great lengths to profess. God goes to great lengths to profess His love to His people uh, using numerous metaphors and images. Like you can summarize the Bible in like one phrase. I will be their God, and they, that special group, they will be my people. Or you could say, I will love them, and it is my desire that they love me, and that we would be in relationship. This special people that I've put my affection on, That's what the Bible is all about. It's about God saying to a people, beginning with Adam and Eve, in love, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit said, let us make man in our image. Let's make man male and female. He made them. There's love. And then the the world gets broken. We'll talk a bit about that tomorrow. But but for, for the rest of history, it's been, I never stopped loving my people. And I want you to hear that over and over and over. Return to me. Return to me. Remember. Remember. I'm, the, I'm your Father. I love you. Over and over and over. Um, that's what the Scripture is all about. So join us. Hey, you did. Good job. You joined us. Um, we're going to talk about how wide and long and how deep the love of Jesus, love of God in Jesus. And this is kind of the end game. What I really want you guys to get is the most practical thing. Like I told you, I want you to leave. You guys may have all kinds of different things you leave here thinking about and wrestling with and digging deeper into. Um, But these are the two kind of categories, if you will, that as we we are more fully knowing this love that surpasses knowledge, filled with the fullness of God, they would be enabled. We'd be able to trust Him more confidently in the hard times so that when your own personal brokenness or the brokenness of the world begins to kind of come alive um, and you begin to wrestle with, man, things just aren't right and I wonder if God has turned His back that something that I say... Oh, sorry. My alarm is going off. Um... Something about what you've heard this week would help you and, and something that you see in the Scriptures you would have more confidence like, hey, yes, I am broken and yes, this is a broken world but God loves me. So that means I have hope that He has grabbed a hold of me in Jesus and He will never let go. And that's kind of this trusting Him in the hard times. Again, that doesn't mean that you don't have hard times. It means that when they come, and oh, they will, you have more trust as we know more about God's love. And then, even in this, you'd celebrate Him more richly in the great times. When you win the state title, when, when uh, you know, when, when, 
a girl looks at you without scorn on her face, when uh, you know your, your relationships are mended, whatever it may be, you know, you will celebrate. Thank you, God, for giving me this blessing, for allowing me to taste this echo of Eden, this this excitement, this beauty. Assuming it's a good thing, I think you're picking up what I'm putting down because it, it always begins and ends with God. Um, we He is not on a shelf, sort of sometimes engaging His world. He's always active, and when God's love becomes kind of this fundamental core part of our lives. We can go into the worst moments with a sense of confidence. Like, I'm going to be okay, even if it all falls apart. And when things are going great, you don't sit here and go, well, I have to keep being that good, or I have to keep achieving all that, so life will stay okay. You know, no, that came from the Lord. And I'm, it may not be able to stay in this happy place or this great place, but when things change, it's not on me. It's on, it, The Lord is with me. So, that's kind of our game. So, not game. Um, all right. Uh, here's what I want you guys to do. A um, little conversation. Um, Think about music, movies, pop culture, your kind of day-to-day life, people talking around school, uh, whatever it may be. What are some of the references to love you see in here? Songs, movies, YouTube videos, you and your friends chit-chatting. What are some of the references to love? How do we see love portrayed? What do you think? Yes, ma'am. Marriage. You see it in marriages? Absolutely. You see, okay, marriage is when husbands and wives, they love each other, they commit for, for forever. Sure. Yes, ma'am. Siblings. See it sometimes in siblings, yeah. Like your relationship with your parents. Okay, yeah. These are all correct, but specifically for the purpose of kind of creating a cloud of information and content. Think about, think about these three categories. Now, you know, there are music, there's music about moms and dads and stuff like that. But think about where, how, what are the voices we're hearing out there? Yes, ma'am. For pop culture, I feel like we see a lot of this, like in relationships with. Celebrities, I guess something shallow and that's not lasting. That's right. We see a lot of people like, especially celebrity marriages, you know, it's always like shocking when a celebrity marriage lasts for more than a few years, right? And it's like, whoa, they're still together. I thought they, I just assumed, right? And I know they have 17 kids and they formed an orphanage, you know, whatever. You know, it's like, wow, they actually, you know, I digress. Um, so yeah, we see a lot of times a lot of coming and going in relationships, you know, uh, absolutely. Of, of the celebrities themselves, yes? I think sometimes in like music, yeah, music is replete with love stories, right? You know, our Taylor Swift meter, we still haven't heard her name yet, but, you know, we always like, like, all oh, Taylor Swift's music. It's like, you know, it's like the longing for love and the beautiful possibilities that could be, or it's the, you know, shaking her head like, you didn't love me right, and I'm running out of here, you know, um, all that kind of stuff going on, whatever it is, you know, um, you name it. Music is replete with with uh, love that was that was uh, trashed by something, or the longings for love, or unrequited love. That's when someone loves someone else and it's not returned. You know that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, a lot of times movies, well, it's very hard, I think, for a movie to do a good job of, of depicting um, love without it became, becoming too simple. You know, you know, like the girl last time was like, all Hallmark, all Hallmark movies, you know, it's like you two, two distant, not ever met people and all they have to plan a Christmas party together. And before you know it, they're just, oh my gosh, we love each other, you know? Um, sure. So there's these kind of scenarios that come together, you know, and the next thing you know, they love each other. So what's the first thing that happens uh, in movies, or maybe even, you know, you could say even in, you know, real life? When someone goes from being friends to saying, oh my God, I love you. Like, what's the first thing that changes in their relationship usually? Hmm? You know what you want to say. You can say it. Yeah. Well, 
they were like hating each other at first, and they were like, "Oh my goodness, I love you!" Right, and then what do they do? They they would be nice to each other, and they would like. They may have even bump each other's heads together, right? They may have kiss. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, it's, this is it's immediate. Like, when all of a sudden they love each other, all of a sudden what we see in movies and we hear in music, love is depicted as something that, is, that has to involve physical intimacy, sexual intimacy. Like, you see, like, and, and you know, you might as well have seen it in some of your siblings or whatever, but it's like, I always say all the time, like, I'm not anti-dating when, it, when you get a little bit older and all that kind of stuff, but I'm like, I'm super high risk. I'm like, dude, remember who you are. You're a broken person. They're broken. You're both pretty selfish. And you're going to do things and say things you probably shouldn't, so why don't you wait? Um, you know, until you kind of know yourself a little bit better. But yeah, but like, that's the, the crazy thing is when you go from friends to being special friends, it almost always depends on um, until you've made some sort of physical intimacy. You know, it usually involves, even it's just like, it's like, oh my you know, but that's what they do in the movies, right? They oversimplify it, right? And they say love is when that's happening, okay? And that's another voice that teaches us about love, and like all sorts of pop music, right? You know, Ed Sheeran's "I love your," I'm in love with your body, or whatever. It's all about, all about physical things. And then they're like, oh, well, since that's happening, maybe we should date. Maybe I'm interested. We should get together. So they get it all. It's all inverted and backwards, right? So that's what I'm, the reason why we go there is I want you to think about uh, how there are lots of voices that describe or depict or show you what love, what they think love should look like. And over and over and over, these are shallow, incomplete, misguided. This is, where, this is why we come to a place of having a hard time understanding and appreciating God's love. Because the love that we see around us, even emanating from our own hearts, it totally misses the boat. It is so incomplete, diluted, it's thin, it's not robust, you know, it doesn't have all the pulp in it. It's kind of a weird thing to say, love pulp, Ugh. Um, but awesome. Anyway, um, it's diluted and it's misguided, okay? But each one of those things that you see, there's these little snippets of love, a little bit of what love's all about. Um, but again, we, that's where we kind of miss some of the stuff. So what I want you guys to do, everybody has an index card and something with a piece of paper. If you have a hope has an index card on the side that has lines, I want you to take. I'll just give you guys about 20 seconds here in just a second. Once everybody's got it ready to roll on the side that has lines, don't write your name on this card. Um, that'll make sense in a second. But uh, on the side that has lines, just I want you to think about like if someone if someone walked up to you or if I walked up to you and I was just like, hey, what do you love? Like, don't worry about like you know you can give. Whatever, there's no wrong answers here, but like, allow yourself to relax a little bit and say, man, I love that, I love that, I love that. You know, what are the things that you love? At least three things. Take about 15 seconds. One, two, three, go. Hey, what do you love? Like, like really love. Like, what do you love? about five seconds. Cool. Alright, would any of you guys, no one has to, I understand some people don't aren't really down with the brown on talking in, in rooms of more than one person, which is totally fine. Um, but I would love for a few of you guys to share what uh, are some of the things you wrote, if you're willing. Is that a hand or are you flinching? Neither. She's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> it's all good. Yes, ma'am. My pets. Your pets? My How many pets? A lot. <laughs> okay, we won't ask for names. Um, Too many to count. Wow. Um, your zoo. Yes, ma'am. Awesome, yeah. Animals, our pets, yes. Making people laugh. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you for sharing. 
Yes, ma'am. Bunnies. Bunnies? Oh, I thought you said funnies. Now, let's see. You guys ought to get together. Um, yeah, bunnies. Yes. Do you have bunnies or you just love them? I just love them and I want one, but my mom and dad are like, no, that's too much responsibility for me. Man. You can grow up and with right. your mom, you can have your own yes. bunny. Yes, this is a whole seminar. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting because one day you're going to be living in an apartment that has nothing but bunnies. Yes. Um, and then you'll be like, I hate bunnies. Yes, ma'am. Cheering. Cheering. Cheer, like cheerleading. Is that a word? Cheerleading. Uh, cheering. Awesome. Woo-hoo. Um, um, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. It's awesome that you love it. Yes, sir, right here. Sports. Sports. Anyone in particular? Uh, track. Track. Do you run track? What event or events? I do it a lot. Do it all. Oh, you're a sprinter or a long distance? Um, kind of mid-distance. Do, do you use the 800? Uh, yeah, no. 800 is like 400 evil. Is 400 is the longest. Okay, yeah, cool. I've learned a lot about track over the past year. My daughter runs track, um, and she's a 200-400 person. Um, anyway, uh, anybody else? Is that a hand? Yes, ma'am. Softball. Softball, yeah, awesome. You playing fast pitch? Mm-hmm. Oh, Total tangent we could go off on way too long, but like women's fast pitch softball is f- amazing. Like, how, if we had time and a place, we could you could strike me out a few times. The girls softball team at my high school was really good, and they challenged the boys. They're like, I bet we can get more strikeouts than y'all can against us, and it was true. Um, they fanned us a lot, and I was one of the pitchers, and I was slinging it, and I wasn't awesome, but like they're ping ping. They weren't like killing it, but like they got more hit. It's really amazing, fascinating stuff. So. High, high respect. I mean, and the picture's like five feet in front of you, too. And so I was like, I get nervous. Anyway, yes, ma'am. Food. food. Amen, sister. Hearts um, to you. Ding, ding, ding. You see cartoon hearts coming out of mine. Yes, ma'am. Dogs. With a paw on her shirt that says love. I mean, it, it's just, she came ready for that answer. She knew. She'd tell you the day. Yes. Are you going to say bunnies again? Or are you going to say nerds? No. So uh, I wrote candy first, but then I erased it and said bunnies. Well, what if you had a candy bunny? That's just think about that. <laughs> World explodes. All right, one more. Sports. Sports. Any particular sport for you? All of them. Yes. So you'll be the first female Heisman winner. Um, somehow, some way. All right. Yeah. Okay. And I say this. And the reason why I ask you to do that is not because. Well, the reason why I do this is because the things that you love, the things that when that phrase, what do you love, comes to mind, those things, those experiences, those experiences of what love is like in your life will affect the way you understand and appropriate God's love. It can't help. We are shaped and formed in all sorts of areas of our life, like what we think good and bad is, and what we think, um, you name it, what, what, what's fun and what's not fun. We're shaped, in, 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 in the way we think about love, the fact that those things come to your mind, really, literally, whether it's sports, bunnies, food, you know, your, your, your grandparents, whatever it is, none of those things are wrong answers. I'm not saying anything about right and wrong. I'm saying I just want you to know that you get an idea of what you think love is. Just by stopping to think about your life and what are the things I love. It could be making other people laugh, like you said. Or, or for me, other people's good opinion of me is a big deal for me. Like, and the reason why is not that I walk into situations and so I was like, oh, I really want these people to like me, I really want people to like me. I know that that's something I love because when, I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when it doesn't happen, when I'm rejected... It's a, it's, it's, I know inside, I don't like go and like make a big scene of it, but like inside I'm like, oh, that hurt a lot. 
And that's why, so that means something that I love was, was not given to me. Like, you love sports. And if you went home and your parents said, we're now a sportsless family. Um, no more sports. Um, I don't know why they would talk with that weird accent, but that just happened. It would be like, you'd be like, oh, um, I'm out of this family. You know, see ya. You know, it'd be hard. You know, it's like, you know, and if all bunnies cease to exist, you'd be like, oh, you know, whatever. The point is, we know what we love when something, we, something that is dear to us is taken, okay? And again, I'm not saying good or bad. You have an idea of what you think love looks like, okay? Or feels like, or what love is made of. And some of those things you're thinking about is where we see that. So we're going to shift gears one more. i got another question for you. And this we're going to take it, down, take it down a little deeper, a little bit more, a little bit more intimate, a little more thoughtful. Um, and we'll finish soon after this. All right, so next, on the back side of your, pay, uh, your card, I want you to finish this sentence. I know God loves me, but... I'm going to give you a few minutes, just if you need to take a, deep, take a second and think about that for a second. I know God loves me, but... Because this is when we start getting the rubber meeting the road for our class this week. So take your time, think about that. I know God loves me, but... All right, even more so with this one, um, I would not be surprised or have a problem with if no one wanted to share, but I would be encouraged if, uh, if someone would be willing to share. I know this is a little bit more of an intimate question, but... Uh, Couple of you guys be willing to share what you wrote on this one? Yes, ma'am. I know God loves me, but I will never be perfect. Okay, I know God loves me, but I will never be perfect. Thank you for sharing that. That's very honest. Yes, ma'am. I know God loves me, but I'm still broken. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, ma'am. I know God loves me, but I can't have the idea of him like saying he loves me about like even though he knows all the mistakes I've made. Yeah, I will try to paraphrase. I know God loves me, but I can't believe it. Seems too good to believe. It's too big to believe. Is that is that is that a, yeah. sort of what you're trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, ma'am. I know God loves me, but sometimes it's hard to admit my mistakes. Yeah, I know God. That's right. Thank you, Amy. Um, I know God loves me, but at times I still feel unloved and lonely. Unloved and lonely. Thank you for sharing that, Amy. Yeah, that's right. Yes, ma'am. I know God loves me, but I still Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's very honest. Yes, ma'am. I know God loves me, but I feel like the Holy Spirit isn't with me. Yeah, I know God loves me, but I feel like He's not with me sometimes. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You see, these what we've done is we've gone from big picture, and this is where it kind of boils down, is that we, we struggle, we, me too, struggle to kind of bring what we hear about and want to believe about God's love for us. And then when we try to kind of live it out in our day-to-day or lean into it in our day-to-day experiences, we, we, well, sometimes we feel like it, we don't. We don't believe it or we don't, it's too much to believe or somehow we can get in the way of it. And that's what we're going to be spending the next two times is talking about why is that the case um, and then how might we go forward in a way that would help us um, in that regard. Because um, sad news first... That, that wrestling will be something that we wrestle with in big ways and in small ways until we're in Jesus' presence. Um, that is a part of living in a broken world. Um, but what the history of God's people has shown us uh, through the church, um, there are lots of things that, you, that can do and can happen. I'm one that has one whose, whose spiritual life has been full-on roller coaster. Absolutely. Um, and I'm, I'm in a place now over the past few years because of changes in place and the new church and the way things are going and new ways of thinking about this stuff and, and people loving me in different ways. I've come to realize that, oh, wait a minute. Um, there are things that I can do that don't eliminate 
what it's like to be in a broken world, but they remind me that God's love has got me. He will never let go, and I'm secure in Him no matter what life throws my, throws my way. Um, so I'm going to read this passage of Scripture, and then we're going to basically be done, because this is an incredible depiction of God's love. We saw it in worship this morning. This is one of these places in Scripture where this just like, we've maybe heard it before, but like when you slow down and think about it, it blows you away. I'm going to read this, read a quick paragraph, and be done. Um, Zephaniah 3.17, short prophecy, only three chapters. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But this is like crazy, amazing words from Scripture about God's love for you. And when we, when we read it a little bit slower, it can help it come alive for us. The Lord your God, God talking to His people. Remember, say, you're my God, I'm your God, and you're my people. Is in your midst. That would freak him out. Like, God's here? What? Oh my gosh, we're terrified. But what does he say? He's a mighty one, yes, but not here to destroy you, to save you. In your midst, He is near to you. If you're a believer, He is near to you and He is there to save. He has has your flourishing in mind, not your destruction. He is not against you. He's for you. He will rejoice over you with gladness. Like you've won a title. You've you've got a call from someone that you made a great grade. Like you know what it's like to rejoice, to celebrate, to woohoo! Like that is, this is God over His people. With gladness, not with like fickle, like, yeah, I guess. I mean, we'll, I'll go to the party even though none of my friends are going to be there. Like, this is full on greatest, this is enjoyment, gladness. And then he says he will quiet you with his love, by his love. And this love piece, some say, would, is actually the, the hinge, like, all this stuff is happening by his love. It's this, 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 all by his love. The point is, he looks at you and he sees your heart all stirred up. These big questions I've got, why this happened to my dad? Why this happened to my family? Why is this happening to me? Why can I not get rid of those awful thoughts? Why can I not figure this out? Why won't they like me? Why can't I be friends with them? Why can't I be better at the sport? Why can't I get better grades? On and on and on. What it, all this stirring. Why are there people hurting in the world? Why do I see a homeless person every day on the way to school? Why, 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 why? He looks at us and he doesn't say, get over it, figure it out. He says, I want to quiet you with my love. I want you to know that in your personal brokenness and the brokenness of the world you live in, I saw it, I loved it, and I sent Jesus to let you know that in him you can be quieted, you can be still. It doesn't take away the questions and stirring and brokenness, but it gives you an anchor, it gives you locked in security that I am with you, I'm here to save, I love you and delight in you, my love will quiet you because you can say, okay, even though I'm terrified, I'm safe. And he will exult over you with loud singing. This idea of, you know, you, you, let's just say one day you do get a bunny and you want to go tell your friends about it and you spend the next 30 minutes and she's this and she's this and she's this. I assume it's a female bunny. And you just over and over, it's like, so awesome, it's the greatest thing. You've only had it for five minutes, how can you know all that good stuff about it? It's just this idea of exulting. It's like just heaping praise, heaping joy with la- in song, with loud singing. You know, no one like sings loud songs that they don't really like. It's like, you know, you, you know the song that you're thinking, whether it's T-Swifty or whoever. Um, you, are, you are singing it loud. We're going to do it this summer, this week. Um, there are going to be songs that are really resonate with you. We're, that room is going to sound even louder and louder as the week goes on, which is super exciting. This is the kind of love that God has for you. And it seemed, you're looking at, oh, whoa, that seemed amazing. But like, it's too good to be true, like she said. Like, how can this be? Or I don't deserve it. This is the love we have. And our, the reality is we, we struggle to understand that. We're like, that seems like something. Yeah, it's Bible talk, but not like real. And I'm hoping this week we will lean into more of what that would look like. Let me read this quick, uh, quick passage from this book um, that's all about God's love. Um, it says, What would it feel like in your heart to know that God not only accepts you, but that He also richly enjoys you? To know that your company is His pleasure, your fellowship His joy, your face His delight. What effect would such a viewpoint have on how you think about God, yourself, and others? 
How would that belief shape your view of everything? Even how you chart the whole course of your life. That's my hope is this week is that with this little snippets of God's love would help you stop and go, wait a minute, if that's true, then it might free me to move into world into the world with a little bit more hope, a little bit more peace, a little bit more stillness, because I don't have to be Mr. Mr. Big Shot. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to make all the great grades. I just have to know that God loves me and He's made me and He's with me and I can go and pursue all kinds of things. I am free to struggle, not struggling to be free. We'll talk more about that. Let's pray and we'll see you guys later. Father, thank you for a chance to get together and open up this um, this topic. Um, Father, we thank you that the resounding message of the Scriptures is that you love your people. Help us this week to learn more about that, to experience that in new ways, to be reminded of things, um, and, and continue the conversation with our groups, with our friends. Uh, help us to see your love and laughter and fun on the beach. Help us to see your love and food and, 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 uh, and, and provision. Uh, help us to see your love in, in, uh, in so many little ways, uh, the ways that you've given us to experience you. Thank you so much for the chance again to meet these folks and to get started this week. In Jesus' name, amen.